Before I begin, I want to express my sorrow at the unimaginable destruction in Kentucky and neighboring states on Friday night. Many, many people were killed in tornadoes. There are people who are still missing. Of course, there are many, many people who are injured. And of course, there are thousands and thousands of people who have no home, no possessions. The governor of Tennessee, which was also hit, said last night, yesterday, we're reminded that in just a moment, lives are lost, livelihoods are lost, and lives are changed forever. And we saw that across the region today. We pray for those who have been injured, both physically and emotionally. It will take a tremendous amount of effort and a very long time to be able to rebuild. And may God grant them the strength and the resources to be able to do so. But I do want everyone in that region to know that our prayers are with them uh, today and, and going forward. Good morning. Today is Sunday, December 12th, 2021. A few weeks ago, I spoke about the unique intimacy the Jewish people feels towards Rachel, Rachel, our matriarch Rachel. Among all the patriarchs and matriarchs, there is something special in our connection to Rachel. Tradition has it that we refer to her as Mama Rachel, our mama, our mom. And this connection is visibly obvious when you visit Kever Rachel, her burial place, which is just south of Jerusalem, just outside Bethlehem, Beislechem, Jewish people till today certainly have a very special attachment to Ma'aras Hamach Pela, the place in Hebron where the other patriarchs are, married, are buried. And that place is just further south along the same road from Jerusalem going south. And that's where all the other patriarchs and matriarchs are buried in Hebron. But the mood, even today when you visit, is markedly and visibly different between those two locations. In Hebron, there is veneration for those who set the foundation of our people and who established the foundations of our values as Jews, our patriarchs and matriarchs. At Keva Rochel, we are visiting our mom to whom we cry our most bitter and private tears 
And we are certain that Rachel cries along with us. I also shared recently what I think is a moving and profound reason why Rachel is buried alone, apart from all the others. But I want to address another dimension of that today. But I want to start with what will seem like a crazy question. And the question is, where is Rachel buried? So you'll say, what kind of a question is that? She's buried at Kever Rachel. Everybody knows. Just south of Yerushalayim, just outside Beis Lechem, beside the road leading from Yerushalayim down to Hebron. I've been there. I've seen it. I've prayed there. Many of you have been there. It says Kever Rachel, Rachel's graveside on the sign in front of the building. And it says so clearly in our Parsha, the Parsha Vayichi. Yaakov, just before his death, tells Yosef, who is Rachel's oldest son, Vani bevoi mi padan, and when I was returning from all those years that I was with Lavan in Padanaram, outside of Israel, and I came back with my wives and with my children, Mesa alai Rachel, Rachel died. Remember, we learned earlier in the Torah, in childbirth with Binyamin, the youngest son. But Rachel died Be'eretz Canaan, in the land of Canaan. Rachel is the only, Binyamin is the only child that was actually born in Israel. And it happened, Baderech, along the road, Ba'okivras Eretz Lavoefrasa, on the way from Yerushalayim towards Ephrat, which is just south of Beis Lechem, and I buried her there along the road, beside the road, near Ephrat, which is next to Beis Lechem. Doesn't seem like it could be more clear than that. And for more than a hundred years, there has been a building at that spot commonly referred to as Kever Rachel, the burial place of Rachel. And again, for over a hundred years, Jews have come and continue to come to that place to pray, to beseech, to cry, to commune, to meditate, to see Mama Rachel. The truth is the identification of that place as the burial place of Rachel goes back much further. It goes back to the 13th century when the Ramban, Nachmanides, who you remember at the end of his life, traveled to Israel and gave us accounts 
of some of the things that he saw and encountered in Israel in the 13th century, he also identified Rachel's burial place near Beis Lechem. Not only that, we have sources going back much further from the first century of the Common Era that identify that location as the place where Rachel is buried. But Rabbi Yitz Et Shalom points out it's not so simple. It's not quite so simple. For a few different reasons, I'll only share one of the main ones today. Specifically because of a very famous passage from the prophet Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah the prophet, who was writing about 2,500 years ago before the destruction of the first temple. Now, I shared this passage with you before. And it is a passage where God appears to the prophet Yermio before the destruction is going to happen and says to him, don't worry. It's going to be terrible. The Jewish people are going to go into exile. But don't worry. They're going to come back. And we recite this on the high holidays. This is what God says. Call Barama Nishma. A voice is heard in Rama. Nihibi Samrumim bitter tears. Rachel Mavaka Albonel Meana Lihinochem Albonel Kienenu. Rachel, the soul, the neshama of Rachel, Rachel had died centuries earlier, but the soul of Rachel cries for her children and they are no longer there. They've been sent into exile. Ka amar Hashem. Thus does God say, Mini kolech mi bechi, Rachel, you don't have to keep crying. Stop crying, Rachel. Ve'enayach midima, dry your eyes from tears. Ki Because there will be a result that comes from your praying for your children who went into exile and for your crying over your children who went into exile. V'shavu me'eretz oye. They will return from the land of their enemy. And God says, there will be hope at the end of this journey. Your children will return to their boundary. That medrash, I'm sorry, that passage is expanded on in a famous passage in the medrash, which I also quoted to you a few weeks ago in a slightly different context. Our rabbis in the medrash ask, why did Yaakov bury Rachel along the road near Ephrat, near Beis Lechem, 
just south of Yerushalayim and not together with all the other patriarchs and matriarchs in Hebron. Listen to the Medrash. Yaakov foresaw that the exiles, when the first temple would be destroyed, the exiles would pass by her grave site. And therefore he buried her there along the road so that she, her soul, centuries later, her soul would see her children walking past her, going into exile, and she would cry to Hashem, What have you done to my children? And God would answer her, Rachel, I have heard your cries, and your children will return to their boundary. So, the simple way to read the passage in Yermio and the Medrash that accompanies it is that Rachel is buried in a place named Ramah. And we know that there is a place named Ramah north of Jerusalem, not south. And it would make sense because if you're in Jerusalem and you're being sent to exile to Bavel to Babylonia, the only way to get there is to go north. You go north, you avoid the desert directly east of Israel, and you go into Bavel, Babylonia. It's not geographically possible to go south. So, the simple reading of this passage and this medrash is that Rachel is buried north of Jerusalem. And if that's true, <laughs> then we have two very, very difficult problems. Number one, how do we reconcile what we understand from the passage of Yermio, that she's buried to the north of Jerusalem, with the passage in Bereshis, which seems very clear that she is buried south of Jerusalem. That's number one. And number two, how do we reconcile the passage in Yermio and the Medrash about it, which again argues pretty clearly that she's buried north of Jerusalem with the place that the Jewish people has identified as her burial place going back hundreds and hundreds of years uh, up until and including today that her burial place is south of Jerusalem. So, there are a number of ways to try to reconcile this problem. One of the ways is to say that Ramah when Yirmiyo says, Kol Barama Nishma, a voice is heard Barama, Rama is not a place name. Yes, there is a place north of Jerusalem called Rama, but Rama also means a high place, a place on top of a hill. And it might be a metaphor for where Rachel is buried south of Jerusalem, which is on a hill called Barama. Her voice is heard on a hill. 
And I'm, I would be shocked if anybody remembers this, but a few weeks ago when I quoted this passage of Yermio, I used that translation. I said, Kol Barama, I said, a voice is heard from the high place in order to reconcile how her burial place is actually south of Jerusalem, which is where we all know it to be, which is not the simple meaning of the passage in Yermio. The problem with that is that Rabbi Yitz Et Shalom, aside from being a general expert in Torah, is a particular expert in diktuk, in biblical grammar. And he says, if Rama is referring to a high place, it would be Ba-Rama. B-Rama means in Rama, a place name, the name of a location, which is north of Jerusalem. Because that's what the Nabi says, B-Rama, in a place called Rama. Ba-Rama might mean on a high place. So that answer does not work in accordance with the general accepted rules of grammar. There's another way to reconcile this question, and that is really Rachel is buried south of Jerusalem, where we all know she is buried. The exiles who were traveling from Jerusalem into exile were in fact traveling north. And they were at a place called Ramah, north of Jerusalem. But it was in Ramah that they heard Rachel's voice. Rachel's voice didn't have to come from beside her gravesite. Rachel's voice, remember, it's a spiritual voice coming from a neshama, someone who had passed away centuries before when they were traveling north out of Jerusalem into exile, they heard the voice of Rachel from wherever she was buried, from her soul, really from heaven. But that does not explain the Medrash, which clearly states that they walked past her grave as they went into exile. Now, if you're in Jerusalem, it is just simply not geographically possible to walk past a grave to the south if, in fact, you're walking to the north. So it would appear that this medrash clearly assumes Rachel was, in fact, buried north of Jerusalem, not where we today assume it is, the place that we all visit is Kever Rachel. There is one last remarkable source that I must tell you, and that is, this is very common in Midrashic literature, that there are many, many versions of the same statement. Sometimes they're identical, Sometimes each version has a slightly different wording. 
And there is a version of the Medrash that I read to you that reads slightly differently. Listen very carefully. A different Medrash where Yaakov is explaining to Yosef why he buried her in this place and not together with the other patriarchs and matriarchs. The Medrash says, Yaakov says to Yosef, I buried her there on the road, beside the road, just south of Jerusalem, leading towards Hebron, but near Beis Lechem, just south of Yerushalayim. Why? It was known to Yaakov that ultimately the Beit HaMikdash would be destroyed and his children would go into exile. And they would go, the Jewish people would go first to Hebron. They would go to the graves of the patriarchs, begging them to pray for them. And once they're on the road, they also stopped at the gravesite of Rachel, which they came to first along the road, to ask Rachel to stand and beg for God's mercy for them. So the Medrash is actually referring to a side trip that the Jewish people took not on their way into exile, but a trip they took to specifically visit the grave sites of all the patriarchs and matriarchs before they then made their ultimate journey northward into exile. In terms of scholarship, the matter is in dispute and unresolvable. Some commentators place Rachel's burial spot north of Jerusalem in a spot that we cannot identify today. And some place it south of Jerusalem at or near the location we all know. Both opinions have proofs to their positions. That debate is unresolvable today. But ultimately... It doesn't really matter. Because when a child cries, its mother always hears. Wherever she is. And she cries too. And that is our mom, Rachel. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person. I'd love to hear what you think. Make sense? You have questions? Did you know about that dispute? Uh, it's not so well known. Did you know that there's really a, a dispute about where Rachel is buried? Yes. Yes, Janet. 